So, turning your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 and 26. Wow, it's a quarter till. I have 15 minutes. That will be a miracle. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 and 26. And again, um, we've been speaking in the last month or so on our position in Christ, meaning that whenever we have Jesus Christ in our life, we have we, we enter a different position, a different outlook in life. We have a different perspective. Last week we spoke about the armor of God and how that in this position that we have with God, we have a, a covering, a, an armament that we are to go forth into everyday life. Well, today um, I want us to read verses uh, 25 and 26. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? So the challenge then in our position of life is that we are not to... What's the word? Oh, I say what? <laughs> worry. <laughs> Not to worry. All right, well, our position as a child of God is one of relationship, a relationship with Jesus Christ. This relationship makes everything possible. What is impossible with God? If nothing is impossible with God, then what becomes impossible with our life? Nothing is impossible with our life. The things that we feel do you remember this illustration? Who believes... Well, I can't use money out of the offering. <laughs> Who believes... No one's getting up. Who believes I'll give them a dollar? <laughs> Ryan always comes. He, he collects the money every time I do this story. <laughs> Thank you very much. He believes in me, right? You want more? You have all this? Uh, Ten. All right. Now, you remember the story that goes with it. Now, your first thoughts were, well, Brian's going to get the money. All right, no. But the idea is this. What keeps you in your seat? Doubt. Why didn't everybody get out? Well, we don't need a dollar. Well, how about a thousand dollars? You're going to get out of your seat for a thousand bucks, right? But what keeps you in your seat is doubt. Doubt and fear. Doubt, he's not really going to give it to me. And fear, I'm going to look dumb. <laughs> I'm going to look needy. I'm going to look this. But you know, with the price is high enough, I'll move. <laughs> but will we? And see, those very things that keep us in our seats are the very things that stop us from opportunities that present themselves in our life. That's the challenge of our faith and our relationship with Jesus. That Jesus wants us to become, but we don't become because of fear and doubt. 
We fear what other people are going to say or do or what, they're, what we're going to look like, and we doubt whether or not we can accomplish it. And the challenge then is, how do we overcome those things that keep us in the seat? I still get stuck in my seat <laughs> with opportunities and things like that. I still, you know, education. Sometimes, um, are we smart enough for me? It was always, am I smart enough to go back to college? And I put that off for 30 years until I had to. Then I went back and I got all A's. But I had a wife then that helped me. <laughs> huh? Timing. Divine timing, yes. So the relationship, but our relationship with Jesus Christ gives us perspective. Ryan's relationship with me and the money has given him a different perspective. You know, it's something that comes up. When it comes up, what does he have? He gets up, he knows, he knows what? He knows that I'm going to give him the money. Why? Because he knows I've never taken away from him in the past, and why should I start now in front of all these people? <laughs> so I'm not going to start now, so therefore getting up and getting it is just, you know, why? Because he knows, he trusts that I'm going to give him the money. Well, God, in our relationship, gives us a perspective of life. So, we are not to worry. I found some interesting definitions for worry. It was in uh, Webster's Dictionary Online. So, the, transit, the transitive, transitive, is that the right word? Transitive verb for worry. The transitive verb for worry is to choke. Strangle. Boom. Don't worry about life. Don't choke your life. How about this one? To harass by tearing, biting, or snapping. I did that to the lady who was in front of me driving this morning. <laughs> Brad called and said, the furnace isn't working. So I said, okay, I'll be right there. I gobbled what I was eating, got in a car, and I'm flying down the road, and sure enough, I come on a lady who wants to drive 10, 10 miles an hour below the speed limit. And I am harassing, biting, tearing, and snapping at this lady. <laughs> she didn't go any faster. <laughs> Until she got to the 35-mile-an-hour speed limit in Wimber, and then she sped up to 50. I mean, he's like, lady, you're going 20 miles an hour the whole way from Salix to Wimber, and you get in town, and you're going 50. I don't understand it. I was tearing, snapping, biting, whatever. <laughs> Worry is to change the position of or adjust by repeated pushing or hauling. Worry? Well, these are pretty good definitions, aren't they? Because, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. Another one. To assail with rough or aggressive attacks or treatment. <laughs> assail with aggressive attacks or treatment. Don't. Life. Torment or struggle is another word. Worry the noun means, means a mental distress or agitation resulting from concerned Concern, usually for something impending or anticipated, called anxiety. 
So when we're talking, and the scriptures is telling us not to worry, it's telling us not to go on an anxiety trip, don't become tormented or struggling, no choking or strangling. <laughs> you ever hear the word biting at the bit? What does that mean? You know, the horses have a bridle and they're biting at the bit, they're anxious to get started. Don't worry about life, don't get biting at the bit. So don't worry about life, about what you will eat or drink, or your body, what you will put on. The balance here is that, how many watch QVC or, or HSN or those shopping networks? I, I really kind of, I like some of that stuff. How many of those, how much of the stuff on those shopping channels is for what you would eat or what you would put on? About 95% of it, you know? So what are they telling you you need? And the Bible is saying, don't worry. And what, and now that's what, there's only 5,000 left. <laughs> At this price. <laughs> 5,000, and, and, you know, and I only got two dozen of this color. <laughs> you better act now if you're going to, because you don't want to be left out with it creating anxiety and worry that you're going to be left out. And you need to wear these clothes. They fit perfect. You don't even try them on. You know, how many of you would go into the store and pick up something at the store and bring it home without, my wife does that for me because I, I hate trying on clothes. But on all SHN and all those other things, what are they doing? You can, these things fit perfectly. Look how they fit on this person. They're going to fit just like that on you. Oh boy, I need that. Free shipping and handling. <laughs> the New Living Translation says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Don't get anxious at the bit over everyday life. Isn't it warm enough in here? It's almost... Feels like 80. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's hot. <laughs> but it's almost 70, and all that chomping at the bit and tearing at life, getting here, all we had to do was start the furnace, you know, the, the coal, and it's up and running, and, you know, it's fine. You know? So it was a little chilly for Sunday school, but nothing unbearable. Well, I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or clothes. Isn't life more than food and body more than raiment? So what are our priorities? Our relationship with Jesus Christ changes our priorities. The Message Bible says, if you decide for God, living a life of God worship. Don't worry about life. Live a life of God worship. King James says, don't worry. You know, the scripture we read here, therefore I tell you, do not worry about life, what you will eat or drink. It said, and, the, and the Message Bible says, if you decided for God, living a life of God worship. Our position in life is one of worship. One in which we are recognizing our relationship with Christ and that we have found the author and the finisher of faith. We have found the author of life and it is Jesus. We have celebrated communion and the communion tells us about do this in remembrance of me, of the Jesus who came and died for our sins and rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and the Holy Spirit has come to be with us and to teach us and to guide us into all truth, to give us a perspective of life. 
the Message Bible. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. Now there's a balance here. <laughs> you know, uh, if I were up here and I know I have a, what color shirt is this? Lavender? Purple? Pastor has a purple shirt on. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> There's far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach and more to your outer appearance than the clothes that you hang on your body. Life is more than what we eat and what we put on. But it's important that we see that our life is more than food and fashion. Now we, and, it's, and, I, and I'm not saying we should wear grubby clothes and stuff. And my son loves to shop at Goodwill. <laughs> he comes, he says, Dad, you wouldn't believe what I bought. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty neat. You know, I, I, I get upset when I come across people who buy things really good cheap. Because <laughs> I like to buy really good expensive because I can never find really good cheap. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm just terrible at finding that stuff. But why look at the birds, free and utter, unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. Careless is not reckless. Careless is carefree, as it were, in the care of God. So, not tied down to a job description. The biggest thing that keeps us in the seat when God's opportunities are presented to us is that that's not kind of who I am. That's not what people think of me. And that's not what people think I should be doing. Do you ever wonder what people think? Do you ever wonder what people are thinking about you? You know, for two cents, I'd give you a piece of my mind. You know what? Keep the money. You need, to, you need your sense. You don't have enough sense to share. <laughs> you see, we, are, we, are, we live in a box of our own expectations and our own limitations and the perspective that other people have on us. That's what this scripture is telling us. If you live in the box of what your perspective is and what other people tell you, you're going to dress a certain way, you're going to eat a certain types of food, you're going to eat at certain places, and you're going to go to certain establishments, drive certain cars, you're going to... And, you know, and it isn't wrong to have the certain cars, or eat at the certain establishment. It isn't that these places are wrong or that we shouldn't have fashion and things like that. It's that when we live in the box and that we think of ourselves within the confines of what that box is and what the job description of that box is. Well, preachers don't go there. <laughs> preachers don't do that. Preachers, you know, there's lots of expectations, job descriptions of what preachers are. 
And um, I try to break all of those as I can. <laughs> I try to break as many of those as possible because I don't, I I don't want to be in there. You know? You know, preachers are supposed to do that. Well, then you don't want this one. <laughs> I'm just a little different. <laughs> Maybe a lot different. <laughs> right, Ken? You're supposed to say, amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, you know, when I want a motorhome, you know, we were talking this the other day down at the concert, somebody that said about, well, you know, oh, boy, tell you about, tell you about these concert piece people. They have five Prevost motorhomes. Ooh. I mean, I only want one. They had five. Of course not. They started a million dollars. Probably when I, I retire, I'm going to have a, my pickup truck and a tent in back, but I want a Privos motorhome, you know? you know? I want one of those things with four slide outs. You know, you got to pay $500 to park them, you know? And, you know, because you can't go to a campground, they're just too big. So, you know, I want one of them, you know? Oh, well, you know, it's always nice to be encouraged. It's, it's nice to feel wanted and know that nothing is impossible with God. But you see, that's the job description that we live with. You can't even drive one of them things. Probably not, but that's the whole point. Why? Why do we sit in our box? Why do we look at our life and not get out of the pew? Why is it that we won't come and get the dollar? Or the $10 or the $50 or the job opportunity or whatever it is that's keeping us in the box? You see, God has a purpose. And that purpose for us is as natural as understanding that look at the birds free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of their father. (laughs) You see, it isn't that we don't plan and we don't have purpose and we don't, you know, store in the barns and, you know, banks. That's That's not what this is about. It's about recognizing how much of our life is confined by our own limitations and by our own expectations of what we think we can do. What does God think of you? How does he plan for your life? Does he plan for it within the confines of what you think you can do? Or does he plan... Within the, within the bounty of what he can provide. Can we move outside of our own job description and look at our life how that God and Jesus is saying to the birds of the air, look at the birds of the air. Your father takes care of them and has, they live in a carefree, care, um, careless, careless, not reckless, careless perspective of how they will take care of their life. God is telling us, look at them and consider how God has taken care of them. 
Now, look at that for your own life. That your life is not con confined to your job perspective, your perspective of who you are. Our life is set free by the God who pushes down our boundaries, pushes down our borders, takes the seed of who we are, the, the, the qualities and, and personality and talents that we have, and he blesses those, and then says, let's go and become. Move out of your, your box. Step out in faith, believing in the relationship that God has with you, and become the person that God wants you to be. That's consider the birds of the air. Shall we stand? It's called God confidence. That's what I was trying to think of. God confidence. God confidence that I can step out of my little perspective of life and become what God wants me to be. Father, thank you.